On today's episode, we're going to talk about Alperen Shangoon and Kevin Porter Jr. having career games, along with Jalen Green hitting six threes, and a topic that's been talked about recently, James Harden potentially coming back to Houston. So stay tuned. Here we have to say. All right, and welcome back to another episode of the Brighter and Will Show. I'm your first host, as always, Will. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Houston. Over there, we do a lot of the different content aggregation, Rockets takes, anything you need as far as Houston sports is related. Uh, we've been hosting the post-game spaces after every single game. It's been going crazy, having people come in and get their takes off uh, about the game we all just got through watching. So if you're watching the games, you want to come tap in with some Rockets fans and, and talk about what you just got through watching, uh, tap in with us over there. Um, and then I'll, I'll quickly shout out uh, Brido and Will on Instagram and Twitter as well. Um, it's just the Brido and Will show Instagram and Twitter. Um, you know, we really appreciate you guys what you guys have been showing us in the support category. Um, with that, I'll pass off to Brad. As always, I'm your other host, Brado NBA on Instagram and Twitter. All your favorite stats, highlights, always have you covered there. And today we have a special guest, our man Vader, who's been popping off on Twitter lately. Good friend of the show. It's his second time on, I want to say. So, Vader. For the people that are listening, go ahead and plug your stuff so they can find you on social media. All right, yo, what's up? It's Vader. You can find me on uh, Twitter primarily at Vader H Town, and then you can find me also under the same name on Instagram. Also, uh, Rocket Fuel Podcast on Twitter. There you go. And as you guys know, that game that we saw against the Chicago Bulls, probably the most highlights we've seen in a very long time. You know, primarily from the Rockets, you know, best three scorers. You know, you got KPJ coming out there with thirty six. Shangun had 25, two away from his career high. And Jalen Green made six threes, 19 in the first half, and had 24 points. So we're going to talk about those three guys right now. Um, and we're going to start with who are we going to start? Let's start with KPJ because he had 36, 7, 9, only had two turnovers, second most points he's ever had in a game, you know, second to that 50 point game he had against the Bucks way back in the day. So, Brad, do you know if, uh, before we pass off to Vader, do you know if that's the highest uh, anyone scored for the Rockets this season? 36 points. Was that the highest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Jalen yeah, has was... – he's had a 34-point game, and that's the highest. So, KPJ had the best scoring game of the season. So, Vader, man, what were your thoughts? It was efficient, too. Yeah. Efficient. Go ahead, Vader. What, what were thoughts? my thoughts? Oh, my God, bro. I'm watching this game, and I'm I'm just hyped up from the from the, from the the jump, right? Because I'm looking at uh, Jalen Green putting on a first-quarter master class, and, like, he he's turning, like – the sumo into like he looked like a bot out there like that dude didn't even look like and that dude is known for his defense let's not get it twisted right and you know Jalen green had 10 first quarter points he was four for five from the field he he made two out of three of his uh his uh three pointers and we know Jalen's been struggling a little bit on the road so i was like man Jalen gonna drop 40 tonight bro this is about to be like Jalen green game the Jalen green game right and then alvin shangun out of nowhere starts going crazy right he had like 11 points and then I don't know where KPJ starts going crazy. So like this whole game to me, it was one of those games where you just see like the guys that you really root for on this team, who you are really invested in, like KPJ and and, and JG4 and Alpi, and they just like they showing that they can be the guys that we thought they could always be. And 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 not to discredit anything that Jabari Smith Jr. did, but because Bro came in and he dropped the thirteen. 0.8 rebound, two assists, two steal, two block. Like he filled up the stat sheet. So just initially, man, like everybody played really well. But yeah, you're right. Kevin Porter Jr. Let's start with him, man. Like KPJ, masterclass, right? Um, I love how he just came out there and uh, you know, you saw that hard screen that that Vucevic set on him, and you know, he he kind of reacted to it, which what you want to see, you want to see you guys with that competitive spirit, competitive fire. He reacted to it, but he didn't get himself tossed from the game or he didn't get he didn't get a technical foul. What did he do? He went back down on the other court and he could do like so that's that is an evolution in Kevin Porter Jr.'s game right there, because, you know, some of the things that we or not, we, you know, not us, but like uh, we as a fan base, people were saying about KPJ was like, you can't trust him out there on the floor when 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 there's adversity. He's going to lose his head. He's going to lose his cool. He's going to get ejected from the game. He's going to he's going to leave the arena. Right. But last night you saw an evolution. That is that is the new Kevin Porter Jr. Um, he played he played on ball. I think he had like at least 20 potential assists last night. 
He yeah, finished 20, with nine assists. Yeah, 20 potential assists, which is insane for those who don't know. Yeah. Right? And he finished with nine assists. And then on top of that, he dropped 36 points. And it wasn't just like a, um, I'm hogging the ball, 36 points. I'm just out to get mine. He was obviously out there um, initiating and facilitating the offense. But when he got guys on the island, he just went to work. He dropped buckets. And then, and then um, when he played off the ball, which he did at a good rate last night as well, and I give credit to him and Coach Silas. I know he made a comment about, like, hey, we don't need to be dribble, 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 and all of that stuff, you know, and, and I think that kind of goes against a lot of the narrative. You know, I think he hears the narrative. People think that, people think that he wants to dominate the ball. He, he doesn't want to do that. He's like, we don't have to dribble, dribble, dribble. We want everybody to touch it. And then he got a lot of, like, catch-and-shoot opportunities. I saw him get one in particular where he spaced the floor for Eric Gordon, and he kind of faded to the corner, knocked it down. There was one on the Alper and Shingun post-up where Al P drew the double like he always does because he's unstoppable in the post, kicked it out to um, KPJ, and he knocked it down for a three. So I just look. There's a lot of there's a lot of good takeaways from last night's game. Sorry about that phone call. People trying to talk to me about this Rockets game from yesterday. I don't blame them. But, yeah, Vader, I definitely agree. Um, all these people going off, and then KBJ just steals the show. So, Will, what are your thoughts? You know, KBJ's a player. Great to see him go off like that, huh? Yeah. Um, so, I, I think I think yesterday is what makes it so frustrating when when you see KBJ kind of revert back into the to what Vader was talking about, the dribble, 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 ISO, not moving the ball, kind of just playing with reckless abandon. It's frustrating because, like, I, I know that when he plays like that, the narrative is going to be he's not a winning player. He's, you know, he can't play this or he can't do that. And, you know, maybe he's better, you know, as a bench player or maybe he needs to be traded. And I'm like, like, we've seen the flashes, man. He's had games. I'm not necessarily saying games like this because this obviously was a great game. But he's had games, um, you know, throughout the season or last season, ending last season, right, where you're like, then this guy – I think when you know when when uh, Ryan House came on the show, he talked about it like the skill set he has, man. Like KPJ has a very complete skill set, and I think that was on full display yesterday. He had, I have the box score pulled up. He had thirty six points. Um, sorry, this thing says he has zero rebounds. I know he didn't have zero rebounds. Was it, it was seven? Right? I got it in front of me. He, he had seven rebounds, nine assists. Yeah, nine assists. Um, it was fourteen and twenty two from the field, so he was really efficient. Six of twelve from the three point line. And the biggest and most important part really is the two turnovers, right? Like he kept, he found a way to keep the turnovers down despite having the 20 potential assists that Brad was talking about. So like, it's nights like this where you see how complete his game is. He stuffed the stat sheet, right? He filled it all across the board. He was on triple double watch the whole game. Um, I thought his defense was pretty solid and his defense has been pretty solid uh, these last couple of games as well. Um, And and like, I I really want to point out the fact that like him moving the ball this way, has been a trend, right? Like, this isn't something he just busts out of nowhere with this last game. Like, if you go back to um, that Magic game, we played the Magic, and I believe it was the Spurs, and I'm sorry, was there that game, another game in between those two, or was that the last couple of games we played? You said I the think Mavericks I, the Spurs? The, yeah, the Ma- we played the Mavericks, yes. Right, he's the been, yeah. He's been, yeah, we played the, so we played the Magic, I think, last week as well. Right. We All of those games, he's been moving the ball really, really well. And, like, it, I, I know we're going to talk about Shingun, but it kind of starts because Shingun's getting a lot more touches and being more of a focal point on offense. But you see, like, right now, he's moving the ball a whole lot better. He has, like, a focus on he's finding the balance between scoring and getting his teammates involved. Um, and the thing I love the most, right, I about this on, on the pot earlier this season, He's gotten pretty, like, decently good as, as far as you can expect someone who's still learning the position uh, at the pick and roll, right, especially when he goes with Bruno Fernando. But he has a lob threat. He, he's been pretty solid at, you know, racking off that screen, either getting the bucket or throwing a lob to the bit. He's gotten pretty good at that. We also said the next evolution of his game was going to be, up, can you find the shooters? And I thought he was doing a really good job of finding the shooters yesterday. Jabbar got a lot of shots. Um, KJ Martin got shots. Eric Gordon got shots. Like, I thought everybody who was, you know, the shooters on the team, they were um, – able to get their shots within the flow of the offense. I thought that was great. Um, and then, like I said, we touched on it. A lot of it is because Shingun is kind of out there being more focal point. Um, KBJ got a lot of off-ball opportunities as well, right? Like, I, I love seeing him. I feel like we we don't utilize the fact that he's one of, if not the best. You know, we, Brad talked about it, 48.2% on catching two threes. Last season. Like, I feel like we don't capitalize on that enough, that this guy is like, you cannot leave him open, right? So he – it was I, I can go top of my head at least three times – last night where he had a catch shoot opportunity and drained it, you know? And like, 
man, like let's exploit the fact that we got one of the best guys at that in the entire NBA. So um, all around complete game from Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, like like Brad said, this might be one of uh, outside of that 50 point uh, game against the Bucks. This might be his best game of his career. So um, you love to see it. Yeah, and, and uh, look, I, I, go ahead, go ahead. I like I made a comment though. It's like it's almost like he heard the rumors of, uh, and we'll get to that later. But it's almost like no, he no. James. He heard the James Harden rumors, and he was like, "Okay, you know what? I'm about to go out here, and I'm about to show y'all that I'm the point guard for this for this Houston Rockets basketball team." And like the way he played yesterday, it was it was a flawless performance. Like if you can critique that game that he played yesterday and, and have anything really bad to say about it, I think you just hate Kevin Porter Jr. You don't like him. You don't like him, and I think it's 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 fair that you just admit it and just say, "Hey, you know, I, I just don't like the dude," and and list the reasons why you don't like him. Because last night he showed that he could be like he could be that player who can also who can play on ball and off ball and just create mismatches out there and, and take advantage of them. It was a it lot was of really um, a great game. I'm sorry, right? go ahead, Vader. No, I was say a lot of a lot of his opportunities, right? Because we've all we all for the most part agree that he should not be the primary creator for this team. A lot of his opportunities, he was attacking off of like like Shingun would give him the ball and then he'd go to work, right? And so, like, I, I think that's how it should be, man. Like, him is like a secondary creator when the primary, you know, dishes it out. He, he comes in and he just attacks it, right? And that's one of the things he was doing, too, was he was putting um, Vucevic in the pick and roll. Now, Vader got a banger off of it, right? Just cooking and do it. Just put him right. in the pick and roll. And do, he's, too, he's too slow. He can't keep up with him. You know what I'm saying? How you want it? You want a three? You want a layup? You want a mid-range step back? Like, whatever you want. He's He, he had it last night. And then I want to talk about, you said he heard the noise. I, I'm positive he has because I don't know if you saw it, but his girl was on Twitter tweeting about it. So I'm 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 positive mm. like he's heard. I, did, I missed that. I didn't see yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. She was she was tweeting about it last night. So he's I'm gonna tell you what though, knows. like 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 you said though, like this looked like the KPJ that ended the year last year. Remember that dude? A lot of people don't remember that dude, but that he's dude seven, that seven, ended seven, the year seven. last year for the Houston Rockets looked like an all star. He looked matter of fact, like I'm I'm not, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little bit of a homer. He looked like a superstar because he was putting up like almost 30 points, eight rebounds and eight assists. Like I know Brad has the exact numbers, but he was in in that range of, of statistics to end the season last year. And like dude was unguardable. And we saw that again last night. And that has me excited. That's what kind of has me excited. I'm hoping he can build on it again tonight. Yeah, I was literally just going to touch on because you guys said everything about Kevin's performance yesterday. My favorite part was he took eight which is by far the most he's had in the Rutgers jersey. Eight catch and shoot three balls yesterday. I knew it. He had four of them, right? 50%. This is what I've been preaching for. He averages around two attempts a game on catch and shoot opportunities. He's usually a create for himself. That's not enough. No, he is a catch and shoot threat. Best in the league last year, 48.2%. And this year, he's really shooting around. I want to say I have to look at it, but it was probably around 40%. But, man, eight attempts from there, that's that's what we want to see. And there's no – it's no coincidence he's knocking out half of those. So get him more looks as a catch-and-shoot player. It doesn't take away from his on-ball looks. You know, he is still a point guard, and he's still able to get nine assists while taking eight threes, you know, off-ball. So No, because he still got his ISO. He still got his ISOs in, right? He's exactly. still – there. like, you could probably make a whole highlight reel, Brad, of all the times that he got his little ISO in, could do, and made a bucket. Because there was there was a, there was several of those yesterday as well. So there was a balance though, and that's what that's what this team needs is is the balance. They got to find that balance, and I think like just just his post game comments really encouraged me because I feel like he understands like yeah I'm yeah I'm really great on ball. I'm really great as a playmaker, but I'm also I'm him off ball as well. Yeah, and really quick, you know, we're about to go switch over to Jalen Green, so I'll start off with that really quickly. You know, he had 19 points in that first half, as I mentioned before. But as a whole, six threes, um, he now has eight games with six three-pointers, which is like the sixth most all-time for players before they turn 21. So he's a, he's a big-time shot maker. We saw that yesterday. The degree of difficulty on those three balls he was hitting were absurd. You know, he was hitting step-backs um, in traffic, side-steps after, you know, some tween-tween action, um, mm-hmm. some buzzer-beating action on some step-backs, and even hit a wild one in the, at the end of the fourth quarter, I want to say. They just threw it off the glass. Off the backboard, yeah. yeah that that was, was probably the best shot creating I've seen from Jalen Green in a long time from the three-point range. So that was really fun to watch. And, you know, as a whole, you know, I just I just can't wait to see what he continues to do because he's been struggling on the road, and he finally had a good road game. So they just need to keep that up, and we'll, we'll see what Jalen does in the future. But 
we'll pass it off to uh, Vader, man. Jalen's performance. What do you thought? <laughs> For him to drop 24 points on efficient shooting, six rebounds and three assists and a steal, that kind of lets you know that that what Kevin Porter Jr. and what Alfred Shingun did was pretty special, right? Because he had a really good game. He hit, he made six three pointers, and like his his uh, three point shot has been has come and gone over the course of the season. And like you said, he had 19 of those 24 points in the first half. And that's why I thought, like I said, I thought this was going to be like the Jalen Green game. I thought he was going to drop another 40 point, another 40 bomb out here. But um, he still had a really good game. And a lot of the stuff that KPJ was able to do was because Jalen had the ball in his hands a little bit more than usual. I don't know what the touches were and all that kind of stuff. I know you usually keep keep track of that I stuff. Got you. I was actually just looking at the touches earlier. You know, KPJ had a lot of touches today. He had 100 and six touches, which is a good amount. Oh, that, that's, that hurts the narrative for a lot of people, right? 106 touches, and we scored 133. Say it again. I said that hurts the narrative for a lot of people who don't want the ball in his hands if he touched the ball that much because we uh, he had that many touches and we scored, what, 133 points? Yeah, 133. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Best we've looked in a while on offense. What did Jalen have as far as touches? Jalen, if I had to look again, I want to say it was 67. I'll confirm it right okay. now. I'll let you continue okay. to go. It seemed, like he, it seemed like he was creating some offense. And like I said, like the fact that KPJ was off the ball, like you said, he took a lot more. Um, he took he had a lot more catch and shoot opportunities than he usually does. So that means somebody else had the ball in his hands, whether it was Jalen or whether it was Alperin Shingun or whoever it was. But like I like the way Jalen played last night. And the funny thing is, <clears throat> anytime people talk mess to Jalen Green, you see like a different version of him, right? We saw it uh with, with the Trey Young, the Atlanta game. Uh we saw it, who was that other team we played against where they they were like talking uh, a lot of a lot of crap to the Rockets and it's like it's like the Rockets just turn up. It's like they we they need to have that attitude every game. Like I think this the league the league needs to put on be put on notice as a whole. Like if you talk mess to the Houston Rockets, you're gonna get a different team because they they just play different. And I love the fact that like he doesn't back down because you you know people look at him and they probably think like oh you know he's soft. Nah, like Jalen Green talks a lot of trash out there. If y'all are really paying attention. Uh, Jalen Jalen Green is not is not out there and, and quiet. So you hey, saw man, like Barry. Jabari, especially Jabari. Jabari gonna be like Jabari is nineteen years old and he's out there like talking, uh, you know, talking noise to veterans. So I know, you know, three four years from now, like he gonna be like like <laughs> like you might have to take him out the game so he can calm down. I know he got get some text. I'm like, yeah, we we need some people on the team who are gonna like turn up when it's time to turn up, but not not in a way where you're gonna get like ejected from the game, like he did with the Atlanta Hawks. You know, uh, Murray slapped him on the head, and he didn't like he didn't like lose his cool. But you know, when there was the next dead ball opportunity, he addressed it, and you know, he said there needed to be some straightening. But anyway, getting back to Jalen, you know, Jalen had a really good game, and I'm I'm just I'm I'm just really happy. And I'm encouraged because, like, like I said, we're not even really talking about Jalen Green today. And we saw, like, we saw the like vision of maybe what they're trying to put together. And you know, we can't say that after every game. There's a lot of games where we sit and we do the post game spaces, and we're like, man, what do we just watch? What do we do? <laughs> what do we just watch? This we're gonna keep this space to 30 minutes. But like, like last night was a was a time where you saw, um, like a lot of stuff come together, and it wasn't like. Uh, and they were playing together. They were playing off of one another, and they were feeding off of each other. And so, like, that's really all I got to say about Jalen, man. Like, I'll let y'all, I'll let y'all take it away from there. I'm just, I'm just really encouraged by the way he uh, responds to like when, when, when people like get in his ear and try to get him off his game. He, he's a dog. Yeah. Well, what were your thoughts on Jalen's performance? Um, I, I, I said this a while ago, man, but like this speaks to how highly, at least I, and I think a lot of, of Rockets fans, VJ Jalen Green, that like 24 points on, I wish I put up his true shooting, but it's probably like really good. Um, 24 points on, on really efficient shooting and none of us are like, oh yeah, great job. Like we're just like, oh yeah, man, like this is, this is a, a, a day at work for Jalen Green. Like this is what he does. He puts up points to do, right? Yeah. Like we don't even get moved by it no more. So like, like I said, I guess that just shows you one, how good of games that, you know, KPJ have. We're going we're to talk about Shingo and his great game yesterday. But like, also, just like I said, like we think so highly of Jalen Green that when he drops, you know, games like this, it's like, yeah, it's kind of pedestrian for him. Like we, we, man, I want to see you drop 40 Jalen. Like that, that's, that's what we're looking at you to do. Um, 
Um, I, I think Vader kind of touched on it too. He's somebody, I, th- I think a lot of these guys have that same thing. Him, Bari, KPJ, where like if you start running your mouth, you start, you know, getting a little too involved in the game, they're going to they're gonna respond. And so like that's one thing I saw with Zaylin yesterday was Ayo Dosumo. I hope I said his name right. He kind of, you know, fouled him there. Then he smacked the ball and said something to Jalen after the game. And Jalen was like, all right, I'm going to start giving you buckets then, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's what you want to do. I'm going to start giving you buckets, you know? Yeah, I'm about to um, turn up. <laughs> yeah, so – I mean, like I said, I I love what I saw from Jalen Green yesterday. Um, And like I said, I I love the fact that this was, like Vader said, like we saw the vision. We, we, I saw what's supposed to happen. We, we're not going to touch on Bari, uh, you know, in depth like we did with everybody else. But like, even he, like, once he starts getting it going, I thought he had a lot of good looks. He just, you know, what is night offensive, defensive? We can talk about that. But like, even when he gets going, bro, like you saw the vision, you saw how this puzzle is like supposed to fit together. And like Jalen was, at the helm of it again so like i'm i'm loving what i'm seeing I, i'm loving um you know how this how this team is kind of shaping up right now i couldn't agree more uh again jabari makes one more shot and he's seven for 14. he was six for 14. Yeah. so even yeah. though he had an off shooting night from three he was one for six he makes one more basket he's seven for 14. so uh like he played really he played really well but it's going to be lost and and you know in the dialogue because our other three main guys like really had outstanding games before i let you go brad uh, one more thing I, i'm sorry one more thing before i let brad go um because we're talking about jabari it doesn't count because i didn't know that uh i didn't know that there was there was team turnovers i didn't know that, that they implemented that i guess that's something they kind of yeah, they that. yeah yeah i didn't i i found out about that for the first time yesterday i didn't know that was a thing did you i'm saying hey, did you know about that the team turnover I yeah. heard the like okay, so oh, that was... I, I knew about it, but like the fact that the NBA players kept making a big deal about it, I kind of questioned whether you know how you 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 can't trust everything you you read online, yeah. right? And so the fact that guys were still constantly trying to like pass the ball off to the rookies or the second year guys yeah. to get the turnover to them, I, I kind of you know, I'm, I'm I'm gonna be honest. I thought that the turnover still went to the player. I'm gonna be I did not know, but I mean so quickly I found out uh, you know, playing 2K my player, I would do that sometimes, maybe ball hogging a little too much. I would get a team turnover, it wouldn't account against me. That's how I found out. Damn. Yeah, see, no, I didn't. And and then we talk about 2K. I'm a, I'm a pass first player in 2K, so I for sure wouldn't know. But uh, but yeah, like I didn't know. But I was gonna say like big ups to Jabari, even though like I said he didn't have necessarily like the best game offense. I thought his defense um was really great. And and one of the things I, I do want to touch on later in the show is like I do think we're kind of underutilizing him by asking him to guard Patrick Woods. Like so we can talk about that later. Yeah. Um, but like big ups to him for like. KPJ, give me that. Let me get that takeover, KPJ. Like we know that you're, you know, somebody who's trying to keep the turnovers low. You, you, you know, you're not where you want to be in the turnover category this season. Like, let me get that one for you, big dog. Like, and like to me, that tells me because like there's he's done stuff like that. Jalen's done stuff like these guys ride for each other, right? Y'all remember how how uh, how they turned up when Trey Young and Jonathan Murray was, you know, running their mouths like they ride for each other, bro. And so like I really like seeing that that this team is like L's, you know, embarrassing L's all you want. They're still together. They still love playing with each other. Um, they're still a unit. And so, like, even though it didn't count, like, it's the thought that counts in this holiday season. And like, I I appreciate Jabari's, you know, being like, hey man, let me get that tumble for you. But and ahead, it was bro. the Suns. I couldn't think of the other team that we played against that was talking trash, but it was the Suns. Remember yeah, the, Suns. the Devin Booker, Devin uh, Booker. Jalen Green situation. Yeah, the Devin Booker and Jalen Green, and then Jalen Green like went crazy after that. So like, Jalen Jalen Green needs to. Uh, we need to acknowledge the fact like. Despite what you think about him, as far as the, net, the you know the fingernail polish or how he the ponytail or whatever, like Jalen Green is a dog out there on the floor, and like he's a guy who I I feel perfectly comfortable saying that, you know is going to be a you know superstar in this in this league, and we're going to add another piece this year, guys. We we're talking about all these guys today, and they're they're all Kevin Porter Jr. is the oldest guy that we're talking about, and he's 22 years old. Alfred Shingoon is 20, Jalen Green is 20. Jabari Smith Jr. is 19. <laughs> like the the future is bright. Like we we just gotta go through the. There, there's gonna be some losses this year, and we just gotta endure them. But like, trust me, it's gonna it's gonna be all be worth it, and we're gonna come out looking really good on the other side. For sure. Before we get to the next topic, which is discussing Alper and Shangoon, uh, really quick, I just want to say we're gonna discuss Shangoon, and then we're gonna jump to a James Harden conversation with him potentially coming back. But I'll start off the Shangoon conversation. Yesterday was, in my opinion. Uh, probably his second best game statistically, but probably the best game he's ever had. I, I can jump out there and say, that. you know, 10 for 12 from the field, 4 for 4 from the free throw line, hit his only three-point attempt, had 25 points, 11 rebounds, six assists, had two blocks and a steal. 
So stuff in the stat sheet, and he really wasn't missing. He missed like a mid-range jumper and probably something close. So Shangun, he did everything. I just want to really run through everything that he did. He had four dunks, which ties his career high. And these weren't just normal dunks. These were dunks with authority that he was throwing down. I have never seen this man so angry at the rim before. We're talking about coast-to-coast play. One where he threw a no-look dime to Jabari. We have another no-look dime that he had to KJ Martin. I'm talking about like some Magic Johnson stuff like that. Then you also have, again, I mentioned that he hit the three, but the post spin that he hit, nobody really talked about that. That was like the most decisive I've seen him in the post. Typically, he'll get the ball in the post, wait a little bit, see if he can find somebody that can cut. This man got it and spins immediately. That's some Hakeem work right there. Um, So all around, again, he, he was hitting the floaters, had like five or four buckets from KPJ that game. That was the best I've seen them two connect all season. Yeah. Maybe four or five assists from KPJ to Shangun. Shangun was just getting it, you know, in the middle of the key and just quick little floaters. You know, he's a bucket. And 25 points in that short amount of time, man, that, that's the best I've seen. I can rave about that performance all day. And they just got to keep feeding him. Keep feeding him, keep feeding him, keep running through him. He'll show you what he can do every single night. But that's all I have to say. It's just an extraordinary highlight field performance. Vader, go ahead, my boy. Look, man, like I'm I'm guilty. Like sometimes I watch LP and I'm like, man, this guy's a building block. We're gonna build this team around him. And then other games, I'm like, I don't know if he's gonna be here in three years. So, like right now, you know, just based on what I said, new information, new information from, from yesterday, like he looked like the man, that dude is amazing. And so, like, if you're familiar with the meme, I wanna say I'm sorry for the things I've done. <laughs> <laughs> No, but for real, like, Shingun looked like, golly. I mean, like you said, he's he's getting the rebound. He's 6'10", you know, I don't know how much he was, 240, 250, whatever he is at. He's bringing the ball up the court, dunking on people. He's bringing the ball up the court, no look passing, no look passing like he Magic Johnson, right? Like, he's doing all kind of, like, crazy stuff that he should not be able to do from the center position. He's getting rebounds. He's He's getting assists. He's scoring buckets. Obviously, we know that, like, in the post, he's a demon. Like, nobody can really guard him one-on-one in the post. Nobody can guard this dude one-on-one in the post. I don't care who it is. Like, you – you, He's going to file you out. He's going to file you out. Like, I, you cannot tell me that there is one person in the NBA that can guard him one-on-one in the post. And he's 20 years old. Right? So, like, let's just get let's, – let's just let that sink in for one second. You got a 20-year-old, 20-year-old player in the NBA who is unguardable in the post. Right. And then he can pass and he rebounds. And yeah, he his de- his um, defensive deficiencies are sometimes on display, but he's trying and he's out there and he's playing hard and he's giving you steals and he's giving you blocks and he's giving you effort. And then like when you sometimes when you even look at some of the advanced statistics, he's not actually as bad defensively as you might think he is. You know, we, we, we do a lot of stuff based on like the eye test, like Bruno looks better, you know, doing this from the eye test. And then when you look at the statistics, the statistics don't ne- necessarily back up what you think that you see out there on the floor. So, like, I'm going to say that I'm guilty sometimes. I I, I, I think that Shingun is doing a lot worse defensively. Like, it's not fair for him to go out on a perimeter and guard Luka Doncic. I've seen, I've seen Luka Cook, um, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George, right? So what is, what is Alpi going to do out there? It's not fair for us to expect him to go out on the perimeter and, go, and guard some of these guys who are – unguardable so you know a lot of that will come down to coaching and and the guys that we have around him to kind of mask some of his things that he's not that great at but he's really great at being a post player he's really great at being a a, a guy who you can run the offense through he's a really great passer and like i said he hustles he plays hard he seems like he has a, a great attitude and like brad was saying like last night to me even though i've seen him have really good games to me considering like uh, the Chicago Bulls came into the game on a three-game winning streak. Uh, he's out there playing against a guy who's who's physically bigger than him, and he dominated the game. He dominated the game from a scoring standpoint, and then he also uh, got his teammates involved. You know, he made a lot of really, really great passes to Jabari. He made a lot of really good passes to KPJ. And, like, I'm I'm really happy and excited about what I saw from Alperin Shingun last night, and I'm just hoping that the coaching staff, staff figures out how to, like, best utilize him because – um, I know there was some discourse on Twitter today about how, like, the 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 decision to 
start Bruno Fernando so that we can have a lob threat or so we can have a guy that can roll to the basket a little bit better than LP. It seems like a, it seems like a lazy it seems like a lazy decision now when you look back at it because now Alpi is doing that. He's 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 become a good pick and roll player, right? He's become a big, good pick and roll player and he's also been a, a guy that you can that you see that you can use as a hub offensively. So I don't know, man. What what can he not do on the offensive side of, of the floor? You tell me. I don't know. Yeah, oh, he, he can't. He's working on his shot. And he was one for one for no, from three no. last night. If if and I'm gonna say this the last thing I'm gonna say, if Alperin Shingun gets a, a consistent 33 percent 33 to 35 percent three-point shot all-star so will man talk to us about shangu what you thinking uh that was so you know ryan on the broadcast was asking craig if that was the best game of his career and i was saying I, the first thing that came to my mind was that uh that okc game you know about a month ago where he i think he i think he talked about it last time i think he had like 29 19 and 7 um something like ridiculous like that and he was going coast to coast you know throwing dimes and taking dunks like it was crazy but last night uh let's say it may not have been his like best game as far as like the number standpoint but it was his best game as far as the highlights go because he was like every time he touched the ball it was a highlight and like i i know that sounds like i'm exaggerating but i had bulls fans in my mentions who are like like bro does shingun normally do i'm like bro shingun is like i mean he's nice don't get me wrong but he just like it's never been where like every single yeah. play it's a highlight Real. like his, his, dad, his dad needs to come to every game, bro. And I don't know yeah, what he take for a pregame meal. They need to cook. They got to get a chef in the house. They got to cook that up. And I'm not talking about the Dacia Knicks chef. <laughs> they need a chef in the house. He needs to cook that up every every uh, uh, pregame. And and Shingu needs to eat that because my dude was going off last night. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I had Bulls fans in my DMs and in my mentions talking about, hey, like, does Shingu normally do this? And I'm like, bro, no, like I, I have never seen, bro. You know what I'm saying? Go crazy like that. As far as like, he was getting the no look passes, some some beautiful dimes he was throwing. He had some posters right where you know one one poster where the ball you know kind of bounced up and then went in at the end. He was getting transitioned. My friend, didn't he? Um, am I mistaken? Did he not get like a, a steal and take it coast to coast? Or am I thinking he like, had a steal too and took it? Yeah, little slam, like, bro. Like Shingun. Like I mean, like I said, I know you're nice, my boy, but like. His, where 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 has this been in your bag this whole time, bro? And his dad saying, put up. He said, "I'm gonna I'm give you a show." You can't. And you, saw that, and you saw that picture. You saw that picture I posted on Twitter where he looked like John Morant. Where it yeah. was like, it was, yeah, it's like a carbon copy of the picture where John Morant tried to like like dunk on somebody. Like yeah. Shingun has like almost an identical uh an identical poster now because of that. Yeah, you know, check out Vader's Twitter page to see that picture. It was pretty funny. I must say, it was pretty identical. No, and then and then like I, said, I think the underrated part, uh, we talk about the biggest weakness and criticism of Shingun's game is is his defense, specifically like can he rim protect? And I'm not saying he was a he was great last night, but man, like I thought he was to turn a lot of shots at the rim yesterday. I think he finished with like two blocks. Yeah, two blocks. He had two blocks. He blocked and I, he stepped him out of bounds and stuffed Ayo Dasumu when he was trying to get a little. And I don't think that depicts how well he protected the rim yesterday. Like I, I don't, think he I don't made think a that, lot of people miss too. Like like yeah. what you're saying, Will. Yeah. Yeah. So so I, I like as far as like. A complete game goes like if Shingun can play like that, bro. I'm not saying like he's gonna be throwing, you know, the no look dimes and posting people every single night, but like if that's an amalgamation of what we can kind of expect from Shing, bro. Like, I mean, there's there's no way he's not, you know, maybe maybe if we get Wimby, we, we start having discussions. But like, I mean, other than that, man, I there's no way we don't talk about this guy being like the center of the future if, if that's he's what 20. he's gonna be doing. He's 20 bro. years old, and and, and and you touched on it, baby, too, like. The guy you cannot guard him one on one. Joel Embiid could not do it, right? Like when we were, and that's somebody we we consider, you know, one of the better centers in our league, especially on the defensive end. He couldn't hold Shingun. Shingun was going fouled him out that game, and like in my opinion, that was a game where I was saying I think the officiating was like trying their hardest to keep Shingun in the game because Shingun had him fouled out a long time ago, in, in my opinion, right? And they just they just let Embiid in the game. If he you can't guard him one on one, get you got to send some help. Problem with that is he can make the pass. So like if you if you double him, he's gonna find that open guy. Um, and if you don't double him, he's gonna score. And if he doesn't score, you can put him on the free throw line. So like, what do you do with him? And so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stop talking about Shingun, but great yeah, game. let's not let's stop talking about Shingun because I think we can we can talk about Alperin Shingun for another hour because like the dude has moves on top of moves. He has a counter. You know how we talk about like Jabari needs to develop some counter moves and stuff like that and. Like Shingun has all the counters, man. Like it's it's kind of crazy when you 
actually watch his offensive game and how developed it is for a person his age. Yeah, no, I could talk about Shane for days, honestly. So we'll get off of that topic, but that Bulls game was fun. We had everything, you know, three guys going off for 24-plus points. So really fun game. Even had, you know, Jabari playing great defense, you know. Best game of the year, in my opinion, fun-wise. On the fun meter, the Eric Gordon meme, that, that's at the top Eric of the <laughs> Moving on from that, um, you know, Eric Gordon's been on his team for a long time. He used to play with a guy named James Harden who might come back. Next season, apparently, uh, you know, according to uh, Shams, or was it Woj you tweeted? It was Woj. It was Woj, Woj. said it was, uh, you know, Harden was seriously considering coming to the Rockets if things don't pan out in Philadelphia. What that means, I'm not quite sure. But I'll give my quick thoughts on Harden if he does come back. I've seen reactions on Twitter. Uh, I would say a little more people are for him coming, but it's a, a lot of people who do not want James Harden to come to Houston. And I understand the reasoning. James Harden, he quit on the franchise, right? He's a dribble, 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 dribble guy, right? And how's he going to help me here in court? He just has the ball in his hands. He's dribble, dribble, dribbling, and he quit on us. All this stuff, right? I'm here to just shut all that noise out. And I'm sure Will and Vader will do the same thing. But here's what I have to say about this. You have a guy who is 33 right now. Yes, he may be aging, but as as of right now, where his game has changed from when he's been a Houston Rocket, he is not a high-volume scorer anymore. He will still give you buckets. He will still ISO you, but he is primarily focused on facilitation. Go look at his stats right now. He leads the NBA in assists. Coming off of the Christmas game, he had 13 assists with zero turnovers until the last 30 seconds of that game. And that's it. Yeah, it's coming with 29 points. He had a 21 assist game the other week. What the Rockets need, and we saw from Kevin Porter Jr. Um, this past game, he had nine assists when he kept it, the two turnovers. But what this team has been lacking has been a, a point guard who's just going to get everybody involved. And the most important thing I'll say here is if you're going to bring in a guy like James Harden, it's going to take up a lot of cap space and he's going to have the ball in his hands. He has to develop the main people on the team. That's going to be Jalen Green, Jabari Smith Jr., Opera Shangoon, anybody on the, on the team that's, that's part of the young group, even Kevin Porter Jr. And James Harden helps every single one of those players get better. Jalen Green is going to benefit from that. Look at Tyrese Maxey. Uh, we just saw Kevin Porter Jr. take eight catches, two threes this past game. Imagine that next to James Harden. Shangoon has gotten so much better in the pick and roll this year. Imagine that next to James Harden. So when you bring in a guy like James, he's not going to be coming in, going for 30 plus. He's going to be facilitating, facilitating, facilitating. And this is a team that needs to make the playoffs next year. You can't be a bottom team four years in a row. They don't have their own first-round pick. It's top four protected. So they're going to try to make a play and push. And the best way to do that is to get your guy that got you to the playoffs every single year he was in Houston outside of that last year when he knew he was going to leave. So I'm for James Harden coming to Houston. I wish we had probably got someone on the show, even though Vader, he's, he's logical about this, someone who's maybe against it so we can have some good arguments. But Vader, what are your thoughts on Harden potentially coming back? Well, I will say I was initially – a person who was against the fact, you know, was against the idea of uh, James Harden coming back to Houston because I wanted the young guys to have the ball in their hands and be able to develop. I did not like the way that he left the the city. You know, that was in the back of my mind. I also was worried about, you know, what if things don't go, you know, a certain way here? Is he going to ask out again? You know, there was a lot of things that like when this when this initially came up, when he had, when he originally made the comments, which was when he first left, I was like, nah, he can't come back, bro. Like there's really no, I didn't see a, an avenue where it made sense to me where he would come back on this team. And, you know, as usual, like, you know, I'm not a person who's married to my ideas, right? Like some people don't ever want to admit that they're wrong or admit that, you know, you can feel a certain way about something, you know, six months ago. And with new information, maybe you might change your mind. You know, it's not that it's not a, it's not flip flopping. You have different information. Right. And so like the James Harden that I see playing basketball right now for the Philadelphia 76ers, it's not a guy who's going out there and trying to score 40. He's not going out there trying to score 50. He's not going out there trying to score 60 points and, and set these records and get these like ridiculous stat lines, which I think that he was doing when, when he was here in Houston. And part of in his defense, part of what he was doing was out of necessity. Let's be honest. Like before he went like super crazy that that one year, the the unguardable tour. I know you guys remember that. Um, Chris Paul was out, right? Chris Paul was out. Yeah, yeah, he was out. He was. And the team had a horrible record. And, you know, he put the team on his back and he did what he had to do. And he just basically was like, look, I'm just going to be the like, I'm going to be the baddest dude out here on the floor and I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to win these basketball games by myself. And that's kind of what he did. Right. 
um, him coming back to Houston now, considering and, and when you look at the roster and when you look at what we have and how these guys like Jalen, people think that Jalen Green is a ball dominant player. It's one of the like biggest misconceptions, you know, on 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 the internet that Jalen Green is a guy who dominates the ball and needs to have the ball in his hands. Jalen Green is a, is a, is is really good off ball. He's learning how to play on ball. They're they're forcing him on ball opportunities. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. is really great off ball. Obviously, Jabari Smith Jr. is a good off ball player. Alfred Shingun would would benefit from a guy like James Harden. So, I think James Harden coming in and being a facilitator and being a and being a pass first guy just elevates his team. We've seen what he could do with Tariq Black. No disrespect. I'm just gonna name some names: Tariq Black, Joey Dorsey, right? Uh, uh, Jason Terry, who was who was over the hill. Like he wasn't the Jason Terry. You know, of old, he was a Jason Terry that was on the back end of his career. Um, you know, we can keep going, but like, you get the point. Terrence Jones, I thought Terrence Jones was going to be an all star because uh, of the way that he looked next to James Harden. James Harden was that, is that good as a facilitator, and he is still even now, even though he's not as good of a scorer, he still creates uh, scoring opportunities. If you if you watch the game on Christmas um, when they played the Knicks, you saw how many opportunities he created with his gravity, with his ability to penetrate. And people talk about, well, what's going to happen when he loses his step? Well, we saw what that kind of looked like last year, right? When he was coming back from the hamstring injury and he wasn't really himself and he couldn't really beat guys off the dribble to the same way that he used to. But he still was putting up like 20 points and 10 assists per game and he was still super efficient. So I'm not worried about James Harden coming here and, you know, two, three years from now, you know, losing a step because I, I saw what he looked like last year. And I think that that player with a super athletic Jalen Green and a K- KPJ and a Jabari Smith Jr. and whoever we add in this draft this year and Alfred Shingun, like that guy elevates. And 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 one thing, one last thing I'll say before I pass it to Will is when you look at the Phoenix Suns model, and I hate to I hate to like use that as a model because they went to the finals and they're they're a championship contender. And I don't necessarily know if we're that yet when James Harden comes here, if he comes here. Um, but you have uh chris paul went to that super young team you know i think james harden is is still at this point in his career better than chris paul you have a jabari smith jr who would be better than mikhail bridges you know down the road you have Jalen green who he's not quite on devin booker's level yet but i think he gets there right and then also you know we can go down the roster but i think there i think there there are a lot of um similarities between like what Phoenix did, bringing in Chris Paul, and what the Rockets could do, bringing in James Harden, and I, to me, it's a no-brainer. If he comes here and you have a conversation with him, and you're convinced that he's coming here and he's um, ready to actually, you know, be the lead, not a, not necessarily like a leader on the team and the leader of the team, but a guy who's going to come in and he's going to help, you know, that growth and and help these guys get better. But I think they make the playoffs. I think they make the playoffs. We've seen him take some rosters to the playoffs. Like go back and look at some of those old rosters with with when James Harden carried. Jason Terry is the point guard. Uh, Ashik, he carried some. He carried some like rosters to Pablo the playoffs. And yeah. yet, and yet this this roster is young. But I think if you look at it from a talent perspective, like this roster is better than some of the teams that James Harden won fifty games with. And that's all I'm gonna say on that. Well. This is a fun topic. I know you've been wanting to get some stuff off your chest, but go ahead. If you follow Will on Twitter, as much as you probably do, Will has shared a lot of, you know, views that I share on this topic. Like, a lot of views are stemmed from hatred with Hard not coming back. So, Will, like, <laughs> including that and everything else, I, your thoughts? I think I have it, like, perfectly, like, summarized. Like, I, I think I can make as good of a case as anybody can for why he should come back. And not only that, I don't really think there is any – like like Brad session, I don't think there's really any reason why, like from a from an X's and O perspective, that you wouldn't want James Harden. But like I don't think a reason exists. I, I think that for the most part, everybody who uh who says they don't want Harden back, it usually is from the people who were like really upset when he left. Like those people were like, heck no, don't bring him back. Don't bring, don't bring James Harden back. I'm like, well, I get it if you were mad at him for how he left, but like, man, I'm 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 focused on the bigger picture, right? Like the bigger picture is is getting better, winning a championship one day. And I think if that is your goal, like James Harden absolutely makes a lot of sense. So like, I think one, people have to stop looking at it as, as a, we're signing James Harden win a championship. Like that's not the goal, right? Like I, I people, I like if, if that was the case, if it was to sign James Harden to win a ring, well then, yeah, you're right. Like that's not a good idea. That's, that's not going to work. Cause he, um he's not the same player he once was um three years ago when he could do that. 
he's you know he's not that guy no more and 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 two like i want to stop right there and say james harden isn't dumb right like he's not dumb tillman isn't dumb stone isn't dumb he's not i don't like if i was a betting man i would say he's probably not going to come back next season because i don't think that he's done ring chasing coming to houston is an admission that it is over that, that that's what that is it's saying that like i am done i tried to get a championship didn't work i'm i'm i'm, I'm good where i'm at i just want to come home chill you know help help develop the young guys and, and then i'm i'm right into the sunset he's not coming back home to houston with a championship as the first goal in mind that's that's a comfort thing i'm supporting the rest of my career because if he wants to win a championship he's not leaving philadelphia and if he is leaving philadelphia something come back to the Rockets, right there's plenty of teams out there that'll give my better chance of winning a championship than the houston rockets well he's not coming here to do that so once you accept it like it's not to win a championship from either our perspective or from hard's perspective and start looking at it more as a stepping stone into like what the next generation of rockets basketball can look like that's why you bring it back right so brad touched on it James Harden, if, if you were to boil down what the objectives for the Houston Rockets are next season, so they're like the most simplest terms possible. Like what if, if as long as we accomplish these few things, no matter what else happens, this season will be success next year, right? It would be for me to continue the development of Jalen Green, Jabari Smith, um, and then the guy we draft, the 2022 draft pick, right? So those are our three cornerstones. I love KPJ, I love Shingoon, but like, you know, there's a different level of investment um, in your top three picks, you know, and you, the guy you're going to bring in this year. And then like, you know, KPJ and Shingun, who you believe a lot in, but they're not on the same level of investment as, you know, those other guys, right? So those are the, that's the top priority in my opinion is developing Jalen Jabari and the guy that we draft this year. Who accomplishes all three of those things with like flying colors? James Harden, James James Harden does that better than anybody, especially who's gonna be available, right? You gotta factor in like, you're not gonna get, you know, Luka Doncic who, who, who could do it, but he's not gonna be available anytime soon. You're not gonna be getting, Chris Paul from the Suns. You're not going to be getting um, Jokic off the Nuggets, right? So, like, from the guys who are available, um, James Harden's not only available or allegedly available, but he's, like, one of, if not the best at it anyways, like, just period. Like, he, Hey, Will, like, just yeah, from, yeah. An asset, from an asset perspective, let's just say Luka demands a trade and he wants to come here, which, you know, that probably would never happen. But let's just say, like, asset perspective, what you have to give up to get Luka <laughs> – it's gonna yeah, be you're, like you're, you're just signing James Harden. You're just everything. You're getting James Harden not for free, but you're pretty much just getting him in the free agency when you have the most cap space in the NBA already. And you get to, you get to keep all your assets, right? Because yeah, Jalen Green is gone. Jalen Green has to go if you're gonna get you Luca. Luca, let's just be honest. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know, man. Like Luca would like we've seen like with guys like Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert and like like they're not Luca, right? Luca's gonna like require a match. He's gonna break the league. If if Luca puts a trade request in, it's gonna break the league. Yeah. And I was gonna say really quick before passing back to Will, you know, even a Trey Young, who's a guy who may be seen as disgruntled, he takes a lot of picks as well, and maybe even some players. Again, we're getting James Harden in the free agency for just some cash. You're gonna have the same right. rocket roster intact. All the young guys are gonna be on the exact same team. And you even have extra money to go sign some extra pieces to get these guys into the playoffs. So they're really like, he probably crazy. comes with another guy, like another yeah. guy. Like usually, when a when a big free agent signing like James Harden goes to a team, they usually bring one of their veteran uh, yeah. boys who are actually a really good player. So I would expect if James Harden did return, he would also come with another piece that another significant that probably piece. being. And he's having a bad year. We'll get back to you. potentially Patrick Beverly, but we'll see. I don't know. He's having a bad year now. But go ahead. Will. No, nah, and I was gonna say like you you named you named Luca you named Trey Young and like I don't know if this is a hot take but I, I still think that and I think what James Harden about 34 right now I still think James Harden is still a better playmaker than both of those guys like we're talking about bringing in one of like an all time great good playmaker right on the team to play with Jabari Smith Jalen Green and the guy we drafted this year so like I'm gonna analyze that on a, on a, a micro level right. Did I, I know y'all watched it, but like I hope people at home watched that Sixers game on Christmas Day because I think that showed you right there what he's gonna do with Jabari Smith, right? George Sneing, all due respect to me, he's a great NBA player. I'm not he's not great, but he's a better NBA player than I am. He's a better basketball player than I will ever be. He is not that good. <laughs> he's he's a he's a, a career role player. He, you know, might have maybe three, four more years in the NBA before he, you know, faced the relevance. He's not gonna be, we're not gonna talk about George Nang five years from now. And he had, I'm gonna say, didn't he have like 20 points um on Christmas Day, something like that? I think he had 16. 16. Okay, so it was it was something like and that. He was four nine from three. With Harden. I remember that much. I remember it was four of nine. And if you watched all of those shots, were just James Harden getting him wide open looks over and over and over again. 
Go ahead. And if you did, and if you didn't watch that game, will go watch some old Rockets games and or just remember back to like the kind of shots he used to get for Ryan Anderson. I, I, I was gonna go there. I was gonna go with Ryan Anderson, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, Ryan Anderson used to be like wide open, dude. Like wide so, open. Like just imagine like this the stuff and like like we've been saying. Kevin Porter Jr. 48.2% last year on catch and shoots. We know that Jabari Smith Jr. is gonna be that type of guy on catch and shoots. Brad, what did I he mean, shoot in college? Uh open uh threes. What was it? Which one? Jabari? Uh, Jabari. 57.1% uncontested and 37.2% And and how many of those? How many how many of those looks is James Harden going to get Jabari Smith right in the shooting pocket? A million. Right in right right on the target, right in the shooting pocket in the rhythm of the game like Jabari is going to average 20 points playing with James Harden, bro. It's it's going it's going to be and it's going to be efficient cuz it's going to be just wide open catching and shooting over and over again. So like that checks off the Jabari development part. Let's talk about Jalen Green, right? We we I'm not saying Jalen Green is Tyrese Maxey. I think Jalen is gonna be a lot better than Tyrese Maxey, but like they're You're both right way with this comparison already. Go ahead. Huh? What you say? You're going the right way with this comparison. Yeah, already. yeah. So like I said, I'm not saying I'm not, I think Jalen is gonna be better than Tyrese Maxey, but like they're both like fast twitch guards who like to run a transition. Uh, they can fill up the stat sheet in the scoring department, and like Tyrese Maxey all the time talks about how much James Harden makes the game easier for him, and how much he's like how much of a role he's played as a mentor for him, right? And so, he like, imagine the court. Like, if you watch James Harden on the court, like the defense has to completely shift over to to honor where he is and respect where he is on the floor. So, like, imagine Jalen Green being able to attack that off the catch. He's gonna get yeah. So, so yeah, that's it right there. The catch. That, that's a lot of what Tyrese Maxey does. Right, Tyrese Maxey will will catch the ball, and then you know the defense is just so off balance, off rattle, and he, he's that fast switch. He's quick first up. He's just he's at the rim. When you blink, he's at the rim. Jalen's a better athlete than Tyrese Maxey. He's a better. I think he's a. I I think in you know next season he'll be better than Tyrese Maxey in my opinion. So like we're we're you're, he's going to be getting you know the same looks Max is getting just all attacking the basket right open threes. Um, and then the biggest thing is that James Harden is like a one in outlet passes, right? And so can you imagine Jalen Green, S tier athlete, when when the rebound is secured, just sprinting off and, and James Harden that. just throwing him touchdown passes the, the entire like bro, can you imagine all the I transition buckets? He used to run out and look for those runouts, and then he doesn't do it as much this year. But like yeah. I remember last year, like JG would be out there running that court like full speed, like hoping somebody would uh pass the ball yeah. up to him oh yeah like like harden is gonna hit man we're gonna get so many highlight dunks if harden comes here i'm saying in, in kpj too because kpj too likes to get injured it's like those guys are like as soon as that rebound secured shingle grabs the rebound take off running Harden gonna just throw you a lot pass catch it dunk it and like that's i mean jay can get by six eight points a night just off of running the running the court bro and like that's that's on top of what he's gonna give you in the half court setting right so once again, checks off that mark. You know, um, Jalen's going is going to feast next to James Harden, um, and then we don't know who we're going to get with the twenty twenty three draft pick. Um, and I, I, I will say this: I think the only guy who would maybe make me consider not signing James Harden will be Scoot Henderson. Um, that's the only that's the only guy where I'm like, eh, I don't know. And even then, I might still do it, right? But but um, but other than that, Eamon Thompson, uh, Cam, bro, Cam, Brad, Cam Whitmore, and James Harden on the team. Even yeah, a SAR, even a SAR, yeah. And then, like I said, I'm knocking on wood here, but like, don't let us get Wimby. Oh, don't, don't, don't let us get Wimby and Zach. See, I didn't mention this when I used my Phoenix Suns comparison because I didn't want to seem like I was going too far with it. But like, then you got Wimby with the DeAndre Ayton comparison, and Wimby theoretically, like on paper, if we're going by like what people are projecting Wimby to be. He's better than DeAndre Aiden by a lot. Probably right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> bro, we no, you right touched now, on we, it. You you, um, you touched on it, Vader, but like James Harden was getting centers paid. Like, bro, like you remember what he was doing with so like on the lower scale, right? The Tariq Blacks. Tariq Black like a like a rotation piece playing with James Harden. We saw um like I I, I don't think anyone was more upset that James Harden got a trade request than Nicholas Claxton last year. Because Nicholas oh Claxton God, was like, feasting with bro, James Harden. Like, I'm not no disrespect yeah. to Nicholas Claxton, but like you know, he's not like a premier center in this league or like he's he's a solid player, but like he was looking really good with um with with uh with James Harden, right? And then of course everybody's favorite Clint Capella. Clint Capella, like we know who Clint Capella is because of James Harden, the pick and roll, catching lobs, running hard to the rim with James Harden. What was, what was that other dude that uh played with him? His last name was Brown. 
but uh, like the shooting guard, small forward dude that played for the Nets, uh, last name Brown. Oh, oh, Bruce, Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown. Brown, he's Brown was, man, like with Bruce James Brown. James Harden will weaponize, he will completely, fully weaponize your squad. Imagine that. Imagine Bruce, I mean, KJ Martin in the Bruce Brown role. Oh, oh my God. Come on. Like, I, I'm telling you, from a basketball perspective, it does. It makes nothing but perfect sense. So when people start saying like, oh, no, nah, don't bring back James. I'm like, man, like, Y'all don't want us to be good then, right? And then, like, the other thing is is we don't really have much of a choice next year, right, from from other perspectives, right? One, don't own our draft capital no more. This is the last year we own it down, right? It's going to OKC from now on. So, like, we kind of don't really – I know a lot of people, like, from the outside are like, no, I don't get James Harden. Just keep building internally. We kind of can't do that because, like, if we stink it up next year, like, we're going to give OKC a great pick. So, like, that's not really an option. Um, and we're talking about, oh, you're going to overpay him. Well, one, you're going to be overpaying just about any free agent you sign because we're the, the free agent lines, market right? is not what you think it is. So yeah. I was going to get to it. Like one, it's not that great, and then two, like no one is signing with Houston. Like there's you're not you're not going to get any discounts, you know, with a free agent trying to sign with Houston. We suck, man. Like we're not we're not a good team. No one's coming to Houston. Like yeah, let me take a a, a discount because it's a great city. Like nah, man, I'm, I'm gonna go sign somewhere else. I'm gonna get paid. And so you're, no matter who you're signing, whether it's James Harden, um, Harrison Barnes, Miles Turner, you're going to overpay them a little bit. But like um, with James Harden, I think because of his game, I said this in the space yesterday, his, his game has never been on the most athletic on the court. Even when he was at his peak, when he was, you know, prime James Harden, on guard, as Vader was touching on, he was never the most athletic guy on the court. Like you could maybe make the argument he was never a top three athlete on those racket scenes. Like he probably named, you know, Clint Capella, uh, House. Um, I, don't, I don't know, man, but you, you, can, you can go down the list of guys who are like can jump higher, run faster, you know, than James Harden. His game has never been I'm the be- I'm the best athlete. It's always been I'm smarter than you. I'm just. You know what's weird? I'm- you know what's weird? Like when you talk about his athleticism. Remember when we they started talking about oh what is James Harden's best athletic trait? He can slow down faster than everybody. Yeah, I mean that's what, he, that's what. But it, 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 it's his deceleration exactly. Like it's it's the the change of, weird, of, of right? pace. It was like you've never heard that before until it was applied. But he, I mean, it, but his deceleration was like all the time. Like it, there's and like I mean I don't, I don't want to say like you know hooping, but like. Brady, you've seen me hoop. Decelerating is not easy to do. Not like not like that, bro. That's not an yeah, easy thing to yeah. do at all. But but like he's never been the the best athlete in the league. He's always just been. I'm smarter than you. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take advantage of what I got. I'm gonna get my teammates involved, right? And like like Brett touched on, he's even more pass first than he was um, when he was in Houston. Um, and so like I don't think James Harden's game is gonna age badly. Like I, I think that James Harden could be 37, 30 years old, and he's not gonna. He's obviously not gonna be like a top 15 player no more. But like he could still be a really good like because the, the playmaker is not going nowhere and the three-point shooter is not going nowhere right he's going to always be the court, good the court vision is not going nowhere he's not going nowhere i want to say something really quickly to, to to uh to close it i know will said hard if you come here and it's not you know championship aspirations and i can see that too but what you just said and you think about the year 2027 or 2028 uh what year are we in now i forget 2022 let's add six years on the Jalen green and um, Jabari Smith, 26 years old and 25 years old, and with a James Harden who's still playmaking at that same level, and maybe uh, one of those guys that we just drafted. That's a team that should be pushing for some championships. If he's the same guy, you know, facilitation-wise, all these years, and you know, forget about the scoring, but if he's still able to facilitate that level, he could be bringing a championship back. I was, I was gonna say like the, like I was gonna say like if you age James Harden. I think worst case scenario, 37, 30 year old James Harden is just current day Chris Paul. And like, I, I think that's, that's a pretty low win outcome for him. And Chris Paul, like, in a vacuum, is still worth the money he's getting paid. Like, I would still, like, as he's getting paid, like, what, 38 million, something like that this season? I, I if, if I was, if I could pay Chris Paul for one year, I would give him 38 million on the Rockets right now. So, like, yeah, like, if, 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 if that's what the low win outcome of him is, is, I'm, I'll just be a pure playmaker. Like, bro, yes, I still take James Harden on that max contract, you know, four years from now. Um, and then I'll, I'll kind of wrap it up. Um, I, I think that um, it's, it's, you know, I, one, it's, it's just a good story to bring back the the prodigal son, the, you know, the second greatest player of all time, kind of let him ride out to the sunset. Um, and then I, I think it's kind of, uh, I bet going to laugh at me. I think it's kind of funny that people think he'd be a bad influence on on the guys. Because like one, like I said, go, go, go listen to how, um Tyrese Maxey talks about James Harden go listen to how um I don't know if you remember this but like the sound bites from the Nets training camp last season go listen to how those guys talked about James Harden they like they always talk about how great of a leader he is. so like that's that's funny to me and then like the the um he's gonna he's gonna introduce Jalen to strip clubs 
do y'all, do y'all know who, who Jalen Green is? Like, like I, I don't I don't want to like talk about our first player like that, but I, I guarantee you Jalen Green is is going to strip clubs before he met Jay. Like they were, I'm I'm positive they've already partied together so far. So like that's not gonna, oh, you know, yeah, what I'm saying happens. that's not. We've seen pictures. Yeah, I'm saying like so like that's, together and an Adidas uh, event. Yeah, Jalen Green was in Houston partying with Chase B the night after he was drafted. Like this this guy, he gets he has his fun on the weekends too, and like these are grown men. Like that's. If the reason you're not signing James Harden because you think he's going to introduce him to party life, like, do you know I, who I've know, seen have the most it. fun partying on the internet and nobody talks about it? John Morant. I was I was gonna say John Morant. That's exactly what I was gonna say. John Morant has a John lot Morant of John Morant be going crazy out there in these streets, and like as far as partying and and like everything else, we don't have to name it, but like golly, like nobody talks about it. So like, yeah. Like let's so, keep I don't it to know. basketball, man. Let's just yeah, I'll say if you just look at it from a basketball perspective, I don't think you can make an argument that does not justify why you shouldn't sign James Harden. But like I said, I think we spent like you know 20 minutes talking about it. I don't think it's gonna happen anyways. Um, but but yes, like obviously, if you have the opportunity to sign James Harden this season, he wants to come back, give him what he wants. Let's bring him in, let's make Jalen Jabari. Like I said, I, I said Jalen Jabari in the pick, but like he's gonna make KBJ better, he's gonna make KJ Martin better, he's gonna make like, you know, even though Shingo may not be the perfect ideal fit, like, he's going to make that guy better, too. Like, he's going to make the entire team better. And at the end of the day, like, that's what you want. You want the team to get better next season. So, Will, Brad, if he says he wants to come here uh, and you are like, oh, let me think about it, what's the better option? There isn't one. Like, I'm saying, like, you – I mean, the other option is like signing a bunch of like Eric Gordon level vets, like twenty million a year. Like that's that's probably the only other option is. If there's a better player. option, I'm for it. If there's an actual better option, then yeah, just explain it to me, and I'm I'm all for it. I, I just but, want but see, there isn't one though. That's the, that's the problem. No one no one is presented that better option. Like I, I think a lot of people are either like penciling in that Scoot Henderson's already a rocket, which you can't do that. Um, and then like I've heard like Fred Van Vliet, but like come on, bro, like there's. No, you, you know, there's no way you watch Fred Van Vliet and James Harden play and think you'd rather have uh, Fred Van Vliet on the team than James Harden. Like, let's be yeah. real. Yeah. But that's all I have to say. I think I think it makes nothing but sense to bring back James Harden um, next season. And like I said, if he if he wants to, I think we should, it would be uh, very dumb of us to not do so. Concur. Uh, closing comments, anybody? I want to say, for one, this was a fun episode because the Rockets finally had a game but that was highlight field. And we could, we could just rave and talk about it in that. Topic is it's really fun. As Will said, I don't think it's going to happen. You know, I think, you know, Philly is a good team and James wants to ring. I don't put too much stock into that, you know, conversation. But if it does happen, hypothetically, as we've been saying, there's no reason to be like, ah, nah, James, you can, you can chill over there. No, he has to come back in that center. But, I yeah. mean, so, so like, you know, I, I say I can talk about this all day. I, I think it's also kind of funny, too, that, like, one of the biggest notions this year is KBJ sucks. He's not a point guard. Blah, blah, I don't. I, I need a real point guard on my team. I need a real true floor general table setter. And then you have the opportunity to bring in arguably the best floor general in the NBA. You're like, nah, I don't want that guy. Like that. Like, man, does that make sense, bro? <laughs> I don't. I, I want. I hate KBJ. He's not a real point guard. Bring me a real point guard. I have the list of real point guards. I don't want that one. Like, I think it's like, just, like on, I said, it's, it's kind of rooted in the fact that we know how it's he rooted in hatred. Play. But I don't think he played like to me, like when I watch him play as a person who watched almost every Rockets game, I don't think he plays the same way anymore. Like I, I, I'd understand if he was out here and he was just like he completely, doesn't. you know, on ball, on ball, on ball. I, you know, I got to Everything has to run through me and I'm going to get up my 30 shots tonight. But he don't look he doesn't look like that anymore. He wants the other guys to be successful. He wants the other guys to succeed. He even said in comments before, because I remember there was a time where MB was like, we need the Houston James Harden. And he's like, well, I'm not, I'm not that dude no more. Like, you know, and, and, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but he basically was like, I'm not that same player. I'm still really, I'm still really good. I'm just not that dude. I'm not about to drop 50, you know, 12 assists and, and you know, 12 rebounds. You know, I can give you 25 points and, and 14 assists and you're going to have to just take that. And that's what this team needs. We don't need him to drop 50. I want Jalen Green dropping 50. You know, if somebody's dropping 50, I want it to be like Jalen Green or KPJ or 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 Alpie or you know or Jabari. You know, I, I want James Harden out there playing point guard and and like getting these guys the open looks that they can knock down. And that's just kind of where I am with it. Like and I think that's the player that he is right now. The the biggest criticism of his game in the playoffs last year was that he wasn't aggressive enough. 
like I, in that elimination game, I want to say he took like eight shots, um, eight, nine shots in, the, in that uh, in that last game they played. Like the problem was he didn't shoot enough. So like, like once again, if you're thinking James Harden is going to be the dribble, 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 ISO God he was in Houston, you haven't been watching because he's They're not bringing not, him. Like, they wouldn't bring him here to be the closer. They would bring him here to uh, set up the say, yeah, yeah he's here yeah. to be a floor general, right? Like, and like one, his hamstring like physically will not let him do that no more. So like, even beyond his mentality changing, he physically cannot do that no more. So I don't know. I know Brad was was trying to close it out. Right, right, right. Yeah, we can talk basketball all day. I we got another hour. Yeah, yeah, we'll probably close this podcast and continue to talk some more basketball, but. We'll save a little bit for our next podcast that we have with you guys. Uh, Vader, again, I got to thank you for coming on, friend of the show. We'll have you on again in the future. But to close out, go ahead and plug yourself one more time. And let uh, us know. Vader, H-Town, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. And also, you can find me on Twitter uh, with the Rockets Fuel podcast. Check out that Rockets Fuel podcast. It's really good. And as for myself. Lashar Bankley. Got to shout out my boy, Lashar. Shout out Lashar. Shout out Lashar. We'll get him on the show, too. Um, but yeah, for myself, as always, at Braddo NBA. Um, Instagram, Twitter, even TikTok if you have a TikTok. I'm not on there like that, but go ahead and tap it. dabbling in some TikTok. It's yeah. coming soon, though. It's coming soon. But last thing I want to say, uh, if y'all are still listening, we really appreciate you guys. You know, our episode, uh, go ahead and subscribe. You know, it takes two seconds. We're trying to grow, hit that 1K eventually, and you know, we're getting there. Um, but we appreciate the support as always, man. That's the last thing I have to say for this episode. Go ahead, Will. You know, I was going to say, um, always, like I said, Vader, we appreciate you coming on the show. If you guys are not tapped in with what Vader's doing with his content, like you're, you're missing out. You need to tap in with him. Um, definitely been, you know, one of the, the accounts that I really, really respect um, on Twitter. So, yeah, I need to definitely tap in with, uh, with, with Vader. Um, but as always, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Bias Houston. Um, like Brad said, continue to show love and support to the show. Um, and with that, we're going to close it. Anything else, Brad? That's everything, man. Appreciate you guys for tapping in. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.